What's going on guys? Kevin Cerner here, your 2018 Polar Pops Defending League Champion. Calling to give a quick shout out to the boys of the Don't At Me podcast. Really appreciate the work you guys are putting in here. Uh, takes are good. The matchup breakdowns are really exciting. And the words of Matthew Berry himself, I like the cut of your jib. Um, that's the kind of dedication we need for this league. And you guys are really leading by example. Thank you guys. I uh, want to give a quick shout out to my boys in the Bay, the 3-0 San Francisco 49ers, number one in the NFC. That's right, baby. Got a big game this Monday night against a struggling Cleveland Browns offense at home, Levi Stadium. So we're in really good shape there. Going to lock in that 4-0 record. Uh, once we uh, breeze through that, we're going to swing back around to the Coliseum, take the Rams at home, 5-0, number one NFC. Lots of things coming, guys. This team is exciting after... A couple of years of our ups and downs, I think we're starting to piece things together. But enough on that. Anyways, guys, wish everyone the best of luck this week. I wish lots of success. I hope everyone's team is far from injury. We have uh, excellent picks on the waivers and that we have some good old-fashioned fun here. Till then, gents, take care. Love you all. See you guys soon. And welcome back, and a big thank you to Kevin for that beautiful message into the podcast. This is your boy Drew again, back with Brock and Jason, and one special guest, my good old cousin Daniel. How you doing, Daniel? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Brock and Jason, how you guys doing? Hey, Drew. We're doing fantastic, guys. After this week, even better than before. All right, well, let's get into the quick question of the day. Uh, we got we got a pretty interesting one today. It's uh, what cryptic tweet would you send out if you were kidnapped so in other words if you were kidnapped what tweet would you send out to let everyone know that you're kidnapped so i'll give you guys a quick example we have rams versus seahawks tomorrow so if i was kidnapped right now gun to my head i'd probably say something along the lines of hey guys just wanted to let you know uh i'm predicting seahawks over rams big tomorrow 35 to 10 so that that people would probably call me immediately or they'd probably call the cops immediately and say something's wrong with with Drew. Go, go. Drew. I think you would actually be dead because um, I'd just take that as a normal tweet, <laughs> you know, facts, and just go on with my day. Well, so. I'm counting on the rest of my followers to to get that one nailed down. I definitely have mine for this one. I would say something in the lines of Paul Pierce was a above average basketball player. He was obviously just a stat patter on a bad team most of his career, and then once he got the big three with Kevin Garnett. Ray Allen and uh, Doc Rivers had a competent lineup behind him, a young Rondo. They were able to put a little something together and got lucky one time against the Lakers. So, yeah, I would definitely say something in regards to to um, Paul Pierce being a competent NBA player. Your guys is so intricate compared to mine. Mine's just simple. Uh, I hate Kobe. That no one, no one would ever hear me say such a thing. And if they did, I'd get calls and nine one one to my house. So I feel like people would know right away that isn't me, and I'm in trouble. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to keep the uh, sports theme going. Um, I'd probably say just a simple four-letter or four-word tweet, death to Russell Wilson. Um, I mean, you guys all know that that's my boy. That's my favorite athlete out there. Um, I could never do him any harm, so you guys would probably be worried with that tweet. Yeah, I think both of those between between uh, Daniel and and Jason, that would show great concern. <laughs> Call just, the cops, guys. The Something's itself, wrong. Just the league itself would be like, what's going on in the group chat? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was a terrific quick question. Let's get into the matchups for the day. Let's, all 
All right, so we got a uh, first one. <laughs> All right, let's get the first one out of the way, man. <laughs> this is the this is the somebody has to win bowl. This is, but hey, somebody listen, has to win. Whoever wins the somebody has to win bowl is the only one who has a the most minimal of a shot to make the playoffs. It's the 0 and 4 Drews versus the 0 and 4 Brocks. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll I'll just let you guys take that. I can't I can't even take it right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jason, uh, okay. jump jump off Jason with this beginning of this one. Okay. Help us out. So yeah. we have quarterback battle between Lamar Jackson um, versus J- Jacoby Brissett. Um, I don't know too much about Jacoby Brissett against Kansas City, but I do know Lamar Jackson against Pittsburgh. So I'm gonna go Lamar Jackson on this one. And we have uh, a nice pair of running backs. Um, Alvin Kamara and Damian Williams compared to Ezekiel Elliott and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb last week, he had how many yards, Brock? He had, I want to say 175 total yards, and I still lost. If he had 176, I would have won, so whatever. <laughs> the yard count does not matter this week, but last week he did show up, and Elliott had a subpar game, but I feel like this week, even with Green Bay's defense, uh, they will show up. And um, now to the wide receivers, uh, we got Stephon Diggs and Allen Robinson uh, versus Julian Edelman and Chris Godwin. My God, it just goes back and forth, running back now to the wide receiver. Now on Drew's team, we got Godwin. My God, what a God. What do you think about Godwin this week? What do I think about Godwin? Against New Orleans. Against New Orleans. Well, I mean, Godwin at this point is, a, if you got him, you start him. It doesn't really matter what he's playing because the volume's there. And, I mean, he's an above-average receiver, so, I mean... Yeah, you're rolling him out there, and if you look at the rest of my receivers, he's obviously, I mean, and that's not saying anything crazy, but he's the best one I got. No, no, I definitely believe that. Okay, so now going to tight end. So we got Travis Kelsey versus the, what's his first name? Darren. Darren Weller. <laughs> okay, Weller. This is not, we will not be smirched the name. Wrong. We will not be smirched the name of Darren Waller on this podcast. If you watch Hard Knocks, if you watched Hard Knocks at all, you know the name of Darren Waller. He's a recovering addict. He's done a great job. He's averaged 12 points. He has... He only has nine points less than Evan Ingram. Kristoff is trying to sell me Evan Ingram for Nick Chubb. Please stop it. I have the big wall. Okay, Blast build, me. build a wall. Build a wall. He's okay. he's uh he's an addict for targets. That, that <laughs> is true. But if if you're on the Raiders, you got you're gonna be forgetful, forgotful of the players. Sorry about that, guys. All right, so now going to the flex. We got Larry Fitzgerald versus Wayne Gallman. I'm just mispronouncing his names right off the bat. Y'all. <laughs> so I'll let you know. But Wayne Gallman had two TDs last week, and he's about to show up again this week against Minnesota. And then back to the defenses, we got the Chargers versus Eagles. Drew with the Eagle pickup on the waiver wire this week against the Jets. Big shot right there. Big points, you believe, Brock? I know you're going against him. What do you think? I had the pick of the litter, and I chose uh, I chose the Panthers defense. <laughs> Let, let's not overlook the biggest pickup of the week, which oh, we was got. Matt Gay. Okay, <laughs> we got the number three kicker. I'm rolling out here. It, hey, eight point eight. That's on, a high projection for points. Sorry. 8.8 is a high projection for points for a kicker. Give me those projections, baby. Look, starting from week one, five points, all right, nothing special. Then eight, then 15 and 15. This guy's a field goal magnet, baby, and he's, and he's knocking them all down. He's a, he's a one, two, three, four, nine, 10, 11. He's 10 for 11 on the year, guys. <laughs> Boom. Okay, question now, but to both of you guys. We did see who you guys add. This is, is this your final lineup for the week, or are you guys going to have any changes through the last couple of days? Um, Damian Williams is of course questionable again, so uh, we'll we'll see with that. So if that is the case, I'm gonna have a, a probably gonna have to start Miles Sanders because Chris Thompson against uh, New England is in a pretty matchup. I have Stephon Diggs in the lineup, who's my who's my ride or die the past couple years. He's struggled. 
Um, I hope you keep him in there. He he had a he had 107 yards I'll, last I'll week. I'll regret saying that. I'll he regret. had 107 yards last week. You know he's he doesn't get the targets that he used to, but he's a big play threat. Um, Allen Robinson actually played a lot better with Chase Daniel in there last week. Um, usually back of quarterbacks, that's something DeAndre Hopkins uh, has experienced in the past. They get targeted even more with the backup quarterback because they know they have their one reliable guy and they're going to stick to that. Um, I don't think like Christian Kirk is out this week, who I would start over out or Diggs if I could. Um, but I do believe he's going to be out this week. Okay, so now with the projections finalized, it's uh, Drew winning 119 over Brock 115. Um, for my personal opinion on this one, if I had to choose, uh, I'm going to choose my pick uh, for Drew this week. Sorry, Brock. <laughs> Who you got, Daniel, in the Jenkins Bowl? Man, it's uh, – first of all, I want to say, Brock, last week was a, was a tragedy, dude. I, I can't believe – you lost 143.8 to 143.9 to Jason, who is uh, number one in the standings. He scored the second highest points on the week. Um, but I'm, I'm going to have to give this one to Drew. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I've, I have, I've been down this whole year. If I start 0-5, I, it gives you guys an even better shot. After you know, I just can't Diggs. I just can't get behind him, man. Diggs and A. Rob at your wide receivers. I think you probably have the two best starting um, duo for running back in the league. Um, Brissett's solid. I was gonna. Uh, he's gonna be my second option behind uh, picking up Jameis Winston. But Diggs. I mean, Diggs is the 59th ranked wide receiver on the year. Um, a. Rob is 38th. A strong 38th. Um, and then we have Wayne Gallman against a, a terrible matchup. So, I mean, I think, Brock, your team is solid and a win is coming. I just don't think it's this week. A win is coming, yeah. <laughs> hey, if I go 1-12, at least there will be a win. Daniel will still be yeah. right, yeah. A win will still be coming if you go 1-12. All right, let's get on to our next matchup. I love that. I do too, man. All right, we're going to start doing that. All right, so we got uh, Birdo versus Daniel. Special guest Daniel. You're going to have to sit out on this that's one, bud. But let's go ahead All and right. uh, get her going. Start off with quarterback matchups. Big old Tom Brady losing value with the loss of a receiver. And Jameis Winston on Daniel's side. A nice little pickup this week, Daniel. Uh, Brock, yeah, how do you feel about the quarterback matchup? Um, I do think Brady was uh, beat up last week by the Bills defense. They do have a good defense, and um, certainly I don't see Washington putting up a fight against them. Uh, I think this could be a Sony Michelle game potentially. Um, Brady probably won't have to throw the ball as much, and Philip Dorsett, he had 10 <laughs> targets. What what's what's the giggle in You over? have Sony Michelle, all right? He's on my bench. He's <laughs> on my bench. Coming in. I'm not even starting him. I think this could uh -huh. be a Sony Michelle game. That's all I said. Give me 15 okay. carries and a touchdown probably. But, um, yeah, um, so I just think that can hold down Brady's pass attempts. Um, obviously very efficient. I just I just don't know if they'll be throwing a ton of touchdowns. Um, you know, maybe they will. I don't know. But I, I love Jameis Winston at New Orleans. I think that could potentially be a shootout. Teddy Bridgewater hasn't really shown that potential, though. Um, maybe the Bucks could kind of jump on top and just give uh, Jameis free range. Jason? Um, so going to the running back situation, um, 
so it's James Conner versus uh, James Conner and Leonard Fournette uh, compared to Patrick Lindsay and uh, LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> 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 Philip Lindsay. God dang it. Okay, no, I got that. I know who he is, okay? <laughs> How am I 4 0? Why am I 4 0? How am I? Am I even the. Uh, the Owner of my own team. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Leonard Fournette last week. How many scrimmage yards did he have? I don't know, but he freaking... Okay, he had 229 rush attempts for 225 yards. He's back, baby. I told you. Week two, he's back. And ever since then, he's back. Okay, so um, now going to the wide receivers. We've got Tyler Lockett and Julio Jones uh, battling out. I feel like your guys' wide receivers right here is what's going to make a big difference right here. Tyler Lockett and Julio Jones. Julio Jones did not have a good last week, but I feel like this week he's going to come back. Matt Jones. Matt, oh, my. Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are going to connect. Okay, now I'm going to yes, take this back are. to the <laughs> Thank you for that synopsis on the skill positions, <laughs> Jason. Um, big thing to look at here, uh, Devontae Adams not currently in the starting lineup on Daniel's side. Daniel, are you expecting to be without Devontae Adams? And if so, for how long? I'm ex- so I think the report came out um, that it's unlikely that he's going to play this week. His turf toe. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm planning on him not um, playing this week. Um, after last week's injury, they said it wasn't serious. So hopefully, it's just a one week absence. Um, obviously, like he balled out last week, had his best um, game of the season. And then, I mean, if he can come back next week, he's got Detroit, Oakland, and Kansas City. Um, so hopefully big things ahead for Devontae. Yeah, I'm rooting for you. I got him in another league, so uh, <laughs> secretly, definitely on the same page as you. All right, yeah. um, who else do we have in this match? Can do- I, can I yeah, go, go ahead, Jason. Devontae Adams is a big star on the bench compared to Melvin Gordon also being. Would Ooh. you start Melvin Gordon this week knowing that he's not going to get the full reps? Do we know that? I mean, I heard there's reports that they're going to be very evenly matched with Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon, but Melvin Gordon is such a big name where you kind of have to flex, start him, put him in there, right? Like you have to look at the team though. Look at uh, what's his name? Birdo has he has Leonard Fournette and James Conner who've kind of come alive the past couple of weeks. Um, he does have uh, uh, the Devonte Freeman. Freeman as well. I'm sorry, but um, who? hasn't necessarily been efficient but he has had a supreme snap percentage share like he gets all the touches from the running back position um what's the matchup this week for the falcons well the falcons have uh houston on the road so i think i could definitely make the argument for going with melvin gordon at home against denver um that offense just produces in the running game regardless and even if it is a a split backfield i feel like him and i was gonna tell you jason save for later austin eckler too i feel like they're both startable and I'd be comfortable going with either one of them. Yeah, I had a tough, uh, tough reasoning on that. I was like, who should I start this week? Mix. Well, we get, we, we'll get to it later. We'll but it, yeah. yeah, okay. But this week, what do you think, Daniel? If if you started Melvin Gordon, would you be worried? Not worried. No, I think um, I think they're gonna ease Melvin um, back into it. I don't think they're gonna, um, you know, give him twenty five touches coming back first week back. Um, I, I will say that there is a player that I would start over Melvin Gordon and Devontae Freeman in the flex. I will not disclose that information because it will be a disadvantage to my team, but let's just say his uh, old McDonald had a farm. Oh. I don't no, know. No, I'm just kidding. Not va- obviously not Vance McDonald, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well that, that segues us right into a tight end. <laughs> 
<laughs> Eric Ebron versus Zach Ertz. You're welcome. Daniel, how do you feel about Zach Ertz? Um, he's disappointed um, a little bit. I mean, he's, you know, five receptions, eight receptions, four, seven. He's gonna, he has like a really solid floor every week. Um, I think if he gets a touchdown two of those four games, then he's probably a top four tight end. Right now he's at eight. So I think the touchdowns are coming. That's the only thing that's missing here. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, defenses, man, Birdo with the New England defense, obviously number oh, number one gosh. this year, and they just don't seem to ever have an unfavorable matchup. They got <laughs> Washington, yeah, who doesn't seriously. even currently have a quarterback. Uh, it is on the road, but I mean, are we worried? The schedule's fixed. I'm telling you, it, man. It's like their be. their Come opening on. schedule's been ridiculous. The rosters are fixed and the schedules. And then yeah. Daniel's rolling out a very underrated Buffalo defense against Tennessee. Who man? Yeah. Can, can you ever put your finger on whether or not they're gonna have a dud or a blow up game? I mean, um, I just trust in the fact that Marcus Mariota is not good at football. And um, but look at last week, he was like the number one quarterback throughout like half the day. Yeah, I mean, he has his his nice games, you know. Uh, I'm sure Matt Barkley will have his nice games starting for uh, Buffalo. Oh, that's right. Weeks. Josh Allen yeah. is out. So, uh, or is he out for sure? Is he confirmed he's not, out? He's yeah, he's out. out. He's not out for sure, but um, Matt Barkley's a gunslinger. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put Matt Barkley <laughs> down too quickly. Fight on, baby. <laughs> yeah, fight on. <laughs> All right, well, let, let's get our pick for this game. Jason, who you got? Um, this week, I do got Daniel this week. I feel like, even Thank though the projections you. say he's going to win, I feel like his team um, is going to produce again this week. Yeah, I think uh, I like Daniel this week. Honestly, not a huge fan of his running backs, but they keep producing. Um, I think McCoy showed a little pep in his step last week and showed what he can do. Um, he's another week away from that ankle injury. And Philip Lindsay, he he gets all the touches, so or gets a good good amount of the touches uh, for that uh, Denver team, even though they're bad. And uh, I think he'll pull it out. Yeah, I think all think all signs are pointing towards Daniel. It's just a question of. Uh... He's got a couple question marks. If Damian Williams plays the Sean McCoy, probably still a start, but might not be as valuable. T.Y. Hilton still banged up with the quad, and then Devontae Adams waiting on him. But looks like Daniel's prepared to go without him. Uh, don't don't forget about my secret weapon. Do you know who that is? Is it Rashad Penny? No. Devin Singletary? You overlooked him. Uh-oh. Jordan Sly. Oh. oh man! Hey, how could the number one kicker? Oh man! And I was talking about football. my kicker pickup, huh? I was talking about my kicker pickup, and I totally Dude, you know, just oversaw. That. I mean, I I got him two weeks ago. He's uh, put up eleven points, sixteen, eight, and thirteen. He's been my X factor. Hey man, rally on, <laughs> Daniel, or party on. Yes, sir. Sorry, that was Save the, the, uh, <laughs> <Save> the kickers. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on uh, to our next matchup. <clears throat> all right we have eddie versus bobo uh let's see does eddie have his lineup sorry yes and bobo does well all right cool let's get into the quarterbacks for this one russell wilson tomorrow night thursday night against the rams at home versus uh kyler murray uh in cincinnati on sunday brock who you got um i mean i'm not i'm not betting against russell wilson it should be a higher-scoring game. Um, these these teams know each other. The Rams have actually, I feel like they've had the Seahawks card a little bit on these, these uh, short weeks. Um, that defensive line has really been, been able to 
put a lot of pressure on Russell Wilson. But, I mean, I they, they're going to run the ball down the Rams' throat as much as they can. The Rams' defense hasn't been great. Um, I think Tyler Lockett's going to have a big game. Um, I really like Russell Wilson a lot. Uh, Kyler Murray, young, super inconsistent against a bad defense, but on the road, he gets sacked a lot. Uh, I mean, definitely Russell Wilson in this matchup. I'm going to agree with on that one. Russell Wilson over Kyler Murray. Um, I don't know what to expect from Kyler Murray. He's, he's good. He's shown flashes, but then again, he's very young and inexperienced. Um, so I'm going to go with Russell Wilson for this week. You know, I think I can see. Oh, I'm sorry, Daniel. Please tell us who your quarterback matchup. Uh, who you, who I I actually I have a, a different take. I think I think this is Kyler's breakout um, for the season. I think he's he's had a pretty safe floor um, so far. Like his lowest points have been 16.3. Um, but I mean, Cincinnati. Okay, so Arizona's 0 three and one. They have one tie. Cincinnati's 0 and four. These are arguably a couple of the the worst teams in the NFL. Um, probably the the two worst defenses besides the Dolphins. Um, I think this game is going to be an absolute shootout. I think both have the offensive firepower. Um, you know the Cardinals and the Bengals. Um, and I think Kyler's just going to ball out, and and his uh, his rushing floor is going to um, you know carry him to a to a top five fantasy week, hot take. I like that, Daniel. And you know what? I'll take I'll take your take a step further by saying that I think Russell Wilson on a short week, uh, this could be more of a defensive game, possibly a lower scoring I think so. game. So, and yeah. I and I like what you're saying about uh, a higher scoring game with Kyler Murray. So, I'm I'm going with Kyler on that one. Uh, all right, enough about quarterbacks. Let's move on. Uh, running backs: Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones. Oh my gosh, Bobo. Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry, man. <sighs> Brock, you want to take this over? Just a phenomenal running backs matchup. Bobo, he he pulled it off this year. He got three top five running or three top seven running backs so far with Christian McCaffrey, easily the number one. I think he got twenty nine touches last week or twenty seven. No, thirty seven touches. Thirty seven touches. touches for the great white hype. That's what you like. He's merely 5'10". But, I mean, and then and then you got the other other spectrum, part of the spectrum, Derrick Henry for him, um, just a, a massive monster against Buffalo. I mean, if you – Dalvin Cook is the, the closest thing to Christian McCaffrey with a great matchup for him as well. But, I mean, give me Bobo's running backs all day over over anyone except for me. All day, every day. Going, going with Bobo's – Oh, running no. backs as well. I love running backs, yeah. guys, and running backs are hard to come by. With these guys, Christian McCaffrey and Danny Henry, you can't go wrong, especially with Mark Ingram also on the flex. Boom. Danathan? Sorry, I won't call you that. Yeah, I mean, I think um, Bobo might compete with Brock for the best two running backs in the league. I, I might I might take that statement back, Brock. Um, well, he's definitely, I mean, got the best, he's definitely got the best three for sure. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. I think there's going to be some regression for Ingram, but um, McCaffrey is just good. He's going to be top three to finish the season. Um, and then Henry and Ingram, they, they have the touchdowns. So I think, I think it's going to be interesting to see um, what I think is the top two running backs in the league right now in McCaffrey versus Cook. Um, I think Bobo definitely has the edge just because I don't – I'm kind of low on Aaron Jones. I know he's – He's ranked 11th right now for running backs, but he's just getting really lucky with touchdowns. Um, 
his 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 uh, rushing efficiency is is terrible. Um, so I, I think um, yeah I think Henry and McCaffrey that's that's about as solid as you can get. Yeah. Also uh, Dallas gave up only ten point four fantasy points to Alvin Kamara last week. They have a pretty good run yeah. defense. So uh, Aaron Jones might have a tougher matchup, but still uh, got to throw him out there. Uh, receivers. Yeah. Oh, I'm on my team. What am I doing? Let's go uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Adam Thielen uh, on Eddie's side, Jarvis Landry, and Jamison Crowder. Is uh, is Big Red back? Big Red? Jets? QB? My boy Sammy? Oh, Sammy Biscuits? Miss, uh, no, he's, he uh, is not cleared for contact. Allegedly, the spleen is still slightly swollen. Hard to play football with the swole- swollen spleen. Say that um, ten times. Uh, swollen spleen. Swollen okay. spleen. And he... He's uh he's practicing, but uh, like I said, non-contact. Um, Jamison Crowder, he's gotten a lot of those short targets, but Philadelphia's defense, I think, has really shown up. Um, this is clearly a desperation play for Bobo because he doesn't have John Ross anymore, mm-hmm. and he also lost Tyreek Hill. So, I mean, we don't even know if Jarvis yeah. Landry's going to play. Would it be saucy to throw in Muhammad Sanu? Honestly, I would definitely start Muhammad Sanu over Jamison Crowder personally. Muhammad Sanu has been surprisingly uh, consistent. He's outscored Calvin Ridley this year, actually. Wow, I did not know that. Daniel, how do you like these receivers? What do you got? I mean, would you guys play? Because I agree. I think Crowder, without Darnold back, I think Crowder is is a mistake of a play. Um, And Landry could be out, right? Like, he obviously blew up last game, but he went out with, I think, a concussion, right? Yeah, that that could be a a very sticky situation for (laughs) Mr. Sticky Fingers. So, would you... (laughs) Would you guys would you guys play Will Fuller against Atlanta? Like, he I mean, might be do you see this to. game being a, sh- a shootout and all you need is a touchdown? Like a long like last week, they they uh, Watson didn't connect with Fuller on on what should have been like a bomb touchdown. Yeah, I mean, he he might be forced to just because Jarvis Landry. I mean, I thought he was going to be out for sure this week, and then we we just said our piece about Jamison Crowder. So, yeah, I mean. I wouldn't feel terrible. I mean, going into the year, Will Fuller was, I mean, a, a decent option as a wide receiver. I mean, two or maybe yeah. flex, you know. So, he, uh, I mean, when, in, I think in Eddie. I think not? Eddie definitely has the edge on this one. Um, you know, D Hop and and Thielen, they're they're probably a couple of the most disappointing uh, wide receivers so far in the season. But I think. Thielen, he complained a lot this this past uh, Sunday after the game. I think he's going to get the squeaky wheel um, against the Giants. Easy matchup. And then D-Hop, I think, I mean, his time's coming for, for a big game. Yeah, and I feel like this uh, flex matchup could really be a wash as well. Uh, Tyler Boyd having a pretty nice matchup against Arizona at home. Yeah. And then Mark Ingram, obviously, we know what he's been doing. So uh, on the road at Pittsburgh, I feel like that kind of uh, meets Tyler Boyd in the middle there. What do you guys think? Very much so, especially with uh, AJ Green and John Ross being out. That's going to st- totally step it up for Tyler Boyd this week. Yeah, Tyler Boyd could definitely be a target monster this week. Um, Auden Tate is a big body that they've been throwing mm, out yeah. there quite often. Uh, he's basically a tight end that plays wide receiver. Um, but I, I don't know. I think uh, maybe Gio Bernard could be tossed in there a couple more, a little more this week. But um, me personally, give me Mark Ingram. Um, I like the the consistent touches you're going to get from a running back especially in that offense all right real quick guys let's get a pick them on this one brock i am going to go with 
it's tough because they have a lot of mismatches. For, like the quarterbacks are pretty even, but the running backs, it's like, oh, Bobo. And then the wide receivers, it's like, oh, definitely Eddie. And then it's like tight end. Yeah. Hard to say. Is, is, this kid, is this Kittle's week? I don't know. But it could be. I'm going to roll with Bobo. Um, I like the balance of his team. Um, that wide receiver situation is dark. But the rest of the team, I think, is, is well-balanced top to bottom. And Titans defense should be a pretty good play. Um, with a three-headed monster running back right there with McCaffrey, Henry, and Ingram, I'm going to go with Bobo this week. Daniel? Man, this one is, like, really tough because I want to say Eddie, but it's just I, – I can't. I can't because I really like Bobo's uh, defense start with Tennessee versus Buffalo with Matt Barkley. George Kittle's coming back off the bye. Um, and, I mean, if, if he maybe makes some change – I don't know. I think Bobo's going to win despite his um, severe lacking at wide receiver. Yeah, and Bobo projected a whopping 14 more points this week. That's a little surprising. Unusual gap. You know what's weird, though? Um, Goskowski is projected for zero points at kicker. Out for so the I year. I think that's skewing it. Out for the year. Huh? Oh, he's... Uh, okay, maybe maybe uh, Eddie should should make that switch. <laughs> maybe he should have picked up Matt Gay when he had the chance. Yeah, dude, he missed out. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to swing towards Eddie on this one. Uh, I think if the running backs come through just slightly, he'll be okay. I think the receivers will make up for it. So uh, we'll move on to our next uh, matchup here. All right, we have uh, Christian versus Kevin going into Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We have Daniel Jones on Christian's side. Hey, Christian, remember when I asked if you wanted to trade for Jack Prescott and you had no interest, and now you're starting Daniel Jones? (laughs) Hey. Um, And then uh, we have Deshaun Watson on the other side. So, uh, Brock, I'll start with you. Who do you like in this quarterback matchup? I mean, please, Deshaun Watson. That's a simple one. Deshaun over Daniel Jones for sure. Daniel? Jones? I mean, Daniel? Yeah, I I agree. I think, um, I mean, I'd play Baker over Daniel Jones, um, even though he's been pretty bad so far. I'd even, I'd probably pick up Andy Dalton off waivers and play Ooh. him over Daniel Jones. The line they have? I don't know about that, man. Dude, that's, it's going to be a shootout, I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, the only knock on Baker, I mean, he had a great week last week, first first uh, good game of the year. Um, but San Francisco, they've been pretty dang good themselves on defense. So That's true. on the road, yeah. uh, don't love that matchup. I don't hate him. It's a bad situation well, I, I mean, for Christian. And then you got Daniel Jones going against Minnesota. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tough matchup. Um, let's move on to running backs here uh, where Christian can find himself uh, getting a little bit of a lead. David Johnson and uh, Josh Jacobs versus James White and Carlos Hyde. Um, that Saquon injury is, is – Kevin's feeling it, you know, but, I mean, some positive reports came out today. Right, Brock? Did, did you hear? <laughs> yeah, I heard Wayne Gallman is the starting running back for the Giants and leads him in touchdowns. That's what I heard. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they're saying that uh, Saquon's looking good out there in practice, so – Hopefully, for Kevin's sake, he'll be coming back soon. But, Jason, who you got in the running backs here? Um, So, it's very hard for me. I'm going to choose – you know what? I'm going to do David Johnson and uh, Jacobs, Josh Jacobs, even though he's questionable, um, over James White and Carlos Hyde. Um, I'm going to go with the rookie and the Johnson machine this week. Sorry about that, guys. What about you, Daniel? How do uh, 
the running back matchup as well as why don't you jump into the wide receivers? Yeah, so I, I, I'm siding with uh, Christian on the running backs this week. I think David Johnson, he's been solid this year. He's going to have a great game against uh, Cincinnati. Um, they do have a, a okay defensive line, but I think it's going to be high scoring. Um, Jacobs is a tough matchup versus Chicago, but I mean, Carlos Hyde and James White, they just don't excite me on Kevin's side. Um, I think he started Frank Gore last week, but Singletary's supposed to come back, so he probably can't um, lean in that direction anymore. Um, so I'm, I'm taking Christian at running backs and um, wide receivers. This may be yeah, the I mean, best six Kevin, wide receivers that anybody could start. Like These are six studs, really. Yeah, yeah, seriously, yeah, if you go all the way down to flex. So Kevin has Mike Evans versus New Orleans, Odell Beckham um, at San Francisco, and then in his flex he has Cooks versus Seattle. Um, Christian has uh, Smith-Schuster versus Baltimore, um, Keenan Allen versus Denver, and Cooper Cup um, also versus Seattle. So that's going to be a fun matchup, Cup versus Cooks tomorrow night. Um I think, you know, Evans and Odell Beckham, um, I'd take over uh, the struggles of Schuster. Um, and then, I mean, Allen's been like, I think the number, he's been the number one wide receiver. But um, I'll take Evans and uh, Beckham. And then I'll take Cup definitely over Cooks um, in the flex. I, I think um, Cup's number three on the season. So Christian has the number one and uh number three receiver on the year which is pretty crazy i know i think that's um, so surprising too because you would assume that juju was one of those hmm. if you had the one three oh, yeah. and juju surprising a little bit i have a question for you guys yeah. so on kevin's team would you start ronald jones knowing he, he he's going to get the reps compared to james white possibly i don't even i though? don't think you know that he gets the reps but i would start him over probably over carlos high just because um i mean he's been getting like 14, 15 carries a week. Even if Barber's getting 10 to 10 to 12 carries a week, like Jones, his his workload is is there. So I'd take Jones over Hyde. I did mention that uh, New Orleans running game, uh, the the running game is really strong. Um, I'm not touching Ronald Jones against uh, New Orleans mm-hmm. on the road. Um, I mean, I, I do see the concern though. Uh, let's look at tight ends here. Uh, Christian getting a Will Disley. Daniel, how do you like your boy Disley? Oh, you gotta love Disley. Who dis? It's Will Disley. Love it. And then uh, Kevin, the old reliable, except for last week, uh, Delaney uh, Walker. Hey, uh, let's not forget last week on the podcast, I was talking up Will Disley, okay? You did, you I said, did. I said, hey, let's not sleep on him. I told you they traded Nick Vanette. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a, a consistent, you know, mid to lower end, tight end one. Um, it was a great pickup. He's he's their red zone threat. Like they're not using DK Metcalf as a red zone threat, even though he's like huge um, and super athletic. Tyler Lockett's never been a red zone threat. They're either running the ball or they're throwing it to Will Disley. I mean, Disley won out Week One against Cincinnati fairly early, so that that game was kind of a wash. But ever since then, he had. Two touchdowns versus Pittsburgh, one versus New Orleans, and one versus Arizona. That's all you want in a tight end. Yeah, can't disagree with that. Uh, going on to the defenses, we have a little NFC West showdown here. We have uh, 
Christian rolling out the Rams tomorrow night against the Seahawks. We, Daniel and I both kind of agreed we might we can see a lower scoring defensive game in this one, so don't hate that. Um, and yeah. then uh, we have on Kevin's side rolling out his very own San Francisco defense. That must feel nice. Um, and I did mention they're having a well above average year um, against Cleveland, struggling Cleveland, and that's on Monday night. So kind of fun there to have the Thursday night game and a Monday night game with your defenses. Uh, so we'll see how that one plays out. But uh, we won't get too much more into that. Let's do a quick pick em for the two. Jason. Um, just because of the wide receiver depth on Christian's side and tight end Will Disley, I'm going to choose Christian. All right, Brock. Um, I'm probably going to roll with Kevin in this one. I think that the upside of his receivers and Sean Watson will cover up the lower end running backs he's going to start. And Daniel. Um, fact, like, as long as Christian fixes his quarterback situation, um, I'm definitely going to go with Christian this week on his first one of the year. I think I'm going to have to go with Christian as well. Uh, me and him are both due for a win. Um, and I like the the edge on the running backs there as well. Uh, not Brock though. Brock's not due. All right, and uh, let's get into our last matchup. All right, we have last but not least the two undefeated teams. Thankfully, one of them will no longer be after next week. We have Jason and are they the only two undefeated teams? Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. awesome. So this will be a great week for everyone else. Um, <laughs> Jason versus Kristoff, and I'm glad we're ending on this one here. Uh, let's do quarterbacks. Matt Ryan uh, against Houston on the road, and then uh, we have Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, excuse me, uh, at home against Indy. That is a Sunday night game. How do we feel about those matchups? Jason, I already know Matt Ryan's. Uh not doing as well as he's supposed to this year and according to the matchup it's not the best but with all the quarterbacks on the waiver wire i'm putting him out there um i feel like matt ryan's a good name to put out there and i'm, I'm going all in on him so you're a name guy um well at this point there's no one on the waiver wire for me to be like oh well, I'm gonna, maybe philip rivers no one's but name jumps out at you no i'm a big name guy and no one's name this week jumps out to me matt ryan jumps out Unfortunately, it's against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so there's not much to yeah. do there. Yeah, so you're going to look to make up ground elsewhere yes, this week. exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's get right into the running backs here. Le'Veon Bell and Chris Carson uh, going against Todd Gurley and David Montgomery. Man, question marks, question marks, question marks. Where do we start? Uh, Le'Veon Bell, probably the, the most secure out of the four, I would say. Chris Carson with Rashad Penny breathing down his neck. Uh, did have a very good comeback game last week, but definitely uh, there's a chance that, you know, with Penny coming back, that, yep. that can be an issue. Todd Gurley, we know he's he's not getting the usage that anyone expected, not catching balls out of the backfield, still getting touchdowns, though, which is keeping him relevant. Um, and honestly, I, I'm not extremely worried about him, but uh, most everyone else is. Maybe I'm a Rams fan, I don't know. Uh, David Montgomery against Oakland. I could see this being a big comeback game. What do you think, Brock? I think this could potentially be David Montgomery's uh, breakout week, but let's not forget, it's going to be Chase Daniel at quarterback. This game is in London. Um, those games are, are usually pretty wacky. You know, we've seen a lot of crazy things happen when teams, they... That's a London game? That's the London and game. it's at week. 10 a.m.? Uh, I don't know it what It shows time. 10 a.m. on the app, so okay, then that's it's at, interesting. Yeah, it's at 10 a.m., so that means it's at like 
their time. Well, good. We don't have to wake up early. That's all I cared about. Yeah, and so a lot of funky things happen. Um, David Montgomery got 21 carries last week, extremely inefficient for only 53 yards, two and a half per tote, but he got three catches. Um, Chase Daniel, like I said, he'll be in at quarterback. Um, their defense is going to determine what they're going to be able to do because that's really what happened against the Vikings this week. The defense totally shut down a, an inept quarterback in uh, Kirk Cousins. Um, Derek Carr, not a good quarterback either. So, you know, I could likely see him getting those touches. And it's just a matter of getting on the goal line so that he can get those goal line carries to, to punch it in. But I'm um, not a huge fan of Todd Gurley personally. I think the the guaranteed carries from Le'Veon Bell and Chris Carson is definitely gives uh, Jason an advantage at running back. What do you say, Danny? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to uh, have to agree on that one. I think I, I definitely like Bell and Carson. Um, they're both um, – there is question marks with Penny coming back, but I think they're both the Bell Cow running backs. Um, you know, Montgomery hasn't been efficient. Um, he hasn't had really, like, the, the touchdown opportunities in Chicago. Um, and – Todd Gurley, I don't think he's going to receive the same amount of um, receiving work that he did last week where Goff threw 68 passes. Um, I don't see it being that type of game. So, yeah, I'm taking taking Jason's RBs in this one. All right, jumping down to the flexes, we have uh, we already talked a little bit about uh, Jason's possible dilemma with Joe Mixon versus Austin Eckler. Uh, and then Kristoff might find himself in a dilemma. Marlon Mack held out of practice today. Um who knows if he'll play or not, did come out of last week's game in the second half with an injury. So he'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, Jason, are you still leaning towards Joe Mixon right now? It's going to probably be a last-minute decision on Mixon and Eckler. Um, this morning I was leaning towards more towards Eckler. Um, I am, like, really undecided because, like I said earlier, they're going to split carries or they're going to split reps. But Mixon's a they're just a terrible mess in Cincinnati, so it's hard to pick, you know. Either way, I feel like I can't go wrong with either one. They're both 50-50 down the middle. Both give me, like, run five points. I'm more than happy with that. I, I mean, I, I want to agree with you. I just feel like this is the kind of week. I mean, obviously, you're both 4-0, so whoever loses, and it's yeah. not going to end your season. But but I am going to say this week, um, I do see his team having favorable matchups um, compared to my team. And I will say, if I had to choose, even, I'd choose Kristoff's team over this week. With the win. No need to be humble. You can't hey, come on, yourself. Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just t- saying the truth. You know, I, I state no lies here. <laughs> hey, he calls it how he sees it. Yes. I mean, uh, as of right now, I would probably have to lean towards Jason just because of uh, the for sure uh, that he doesn't have really any health concerns is what I'm trying to get at. I mean, Marlon Mack, uh, that, that could be a problem. And then Todd Gurley on, on a short week, who knows how the Rams want to play that. So... We'll see. We got a big tight end matchup too. We got the two uh, ranked high ranked number one and two uh, tight ends. Tight ends. I feel like every out. week I kind of uh, dismiss uh, Austin Hooper, and then I, I look at the bottom line every week, and he's leading tight ends in in receptions and yards, and mixes in a touchdown every once in a while. So good on you for that. I mean, Kristoff, probably the best two tight ends in the league, though, uh, or the best tight end matchup with Evan Ingram and. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me, Mark Andrews. I was gonna say, Drew, you have Travis Kelsey, and you think he has. No, the I best. meant the combination, right? Right. <laughs> well, because only like he's the only person in the league with two tight ends, probably. <laughs> but it's not entirely true. I said probably, but um, I just don't know how much longer I can be throwing Sammy Watkins out there. He had his forty-two mm. week, forty-two point blow up week one, but since then, let's you know, let's jump right into it. Seven point nine. 
8.9, 4.9. These are unacceptable numbers yeah. for uh, for a wide receiver, too, and to just close your eyes and start him every week. Kristoff wasn't even able to start him week one. He didn't, he didn't start him. So it's like you never really were able to reap the benefits of having that stack with Patty and Sammy. Um, I just I don't know how he's, long you can... He's been I, bad for fantasy. Yeah. Because you don't start him week one, obviously. Like, his start percentage is probably very low. And then his last... I mean, he's, what's crazy is he's number six on the season for wide receivers. But That's what a 42 look piece at will his, do. Yeah, 42 points week one. It, I, weeks two through four, I mean, he... You know, 7.9, 8.9, 4.9. Like, you're right, Brock. Like, that's not wide receiver two numbers. I think I would definitely have to. I mean, is it time to throw Josh Gordon in over him? Uh, both of them have upside. What about DJ Chark? DJ Chark is number eight on the year. He's been consistent. I mean, last week was his, his first bad week, but 6.4 points. That's about what Sammy Watkins has been giving you. Yeah, but it does look like he, have a t- he has a tough matchup this week uh, against Carolina on the road. Um, it does sound like Dante Jackson, their number one corner, may be out. So maybe that will be something that he does, you know, sauce okay. it up, switch it up a little bit. But I don't know. I just Sammy Watkins is just not appealing to me anymore. Yeah, I agree. All right, and then just to oh hey, let's look at this kicker matchup because it's actually pretty good. Greg Zerline versus Will Lutz. <laughs> I mean, who's got the edge here? I'll. You know what? We've we've talked down upon Jason's draft. <laughs> but he was the first one to pick a defense. He was the first one to pick a kicker. But look at look at this, folks. He's 4-0 on the season. He's got the number two defense. The Bears haven't gone down one bit, averaging 12.5 a week. That's wild. Greg Zerline, you know, he showed up, and that's the bottom line. Um, at Seattle, short week on the road, interdivision matchup. Don't love it, but you know what? You don't have to love it. This guy's consistent. He can hit the 50-yard bombs. Um, but Will Lutz, man. Will Lutz. He's nails, man. I like Will Lutz. Give me Will Lutz over over uh, Zerline this week. Yeah, I'm taking Lutz too. Yep, I'm edging it with Lutz. All right, let's get a quick pick of Brock. Man, this is really tough, but um, I think Joe Mixon shows up this week, and I like I like the overall balance. I think the only spot where Kristoff really has uh, Jason is at quarterback. Yeah. But um, you know what? Give me give me Jason this week. I like I like his team. Daniel? Yeah, I mean, um, I think I could easily see um, this being, like, the two highest scores of the week. Um, obviously, like, the two strongest teams. Um, Pat Mahomes does always worry me because he has the potential um, potential upside that Matt Ryan doesn't really have in my eyes. Um, but I'm going to lean towards Jason just with his, uh, his strong running backs. I think Mixon's going to um, have the best game of his uh, of his uh, season, and then Mark Cooper, Austin Hooper. It's strong team, top to bottom. Yeah, you know, I think I'm gonna have to uh, side with Jason as well. Again, I mentioned a couple of the concerns that I had on Kristoff's side. Um, he's gonna have a great rest of the season, but give me Jason here. All right, guys, that's it. Good job. We're done with that portion. <laughs> All right, now it's time to get into the game side of things here. Daniel, what do you got for us, my friend? Yeah. Okay, so I went, I, I took it upon myself to do a little research because, you know, I got a lot of flack after the draft going zero RB, no RBs, first four rounds, no RBs, top 50 picks. So I wanted to look at, you know, how the draft went and how the first four 
uh, weeks of the season have gone so far. Because I think that's a good sample size for the season. It's a quarter of the way through. Um, so what I did, I took the top um, 25 running backs in the first five rounds of the draft. Um, every running back that has played uh, three or more games. So I took out Damian Williams, took out Melvin Gordon. Um, and I looked at like the bust percentage in comparison to the wide receivers. Okay. There's 21 wide receivers drafted in the top five rounds. Um, and I narrowed that down to 19, taking out Tyreek Kill and Antonio Brown. So surprisingly, um, I did a calculation and the bust percentage, uh, for the running backs were, uh, has been a little bit higher than the wide receivers. So, um, I want to play a game. We're going to play a game with um, each one of you guys will guess how many players are outperforming their ADP right now. So if there's a player that was drafted, you know, the third overall running back, um, if, they, if, if they're currently at number one, two, or three, then they are outperforming their ADP, okay? So this is how we're going to decide the order. So we're going to do... Um, you guys are going to guess the percentage of both wide receivers and running backs, um, what the percentage is of players that have outperformed their ADP so far um, throughout the season. Whoever gets the closest percentage um, will have the first pick, okay? I'm going to guess that 30% of the running backs have, have outperformed their uh, ADP. Okay, so 30% for running backs and wide receivers. For both, okay. I'll say that that outperform their ADP. Yeah. If for the entire draft, for everyone included in the draft, for everyone that got drafted, top five rounds. Oh, I'm sorry, I I, I didn't catch that. Okay, okay, top five rounds. Here we go. Uh, that outperform their ADP. I'm gonna say fifteen percent. You know what? Okay. Just to put my number on top of both of them, just to be the outlier, I'll go forty percent. 40%. Okay. So Jason is the winner. 38% wow. uh, have outperformed their ADP. So we're going to go in order. Um, there are eight running backs and eight wide receivers. Um, first one to hit four wins the game. Okay. Oh, All right. Let's do it. <sighs> so Jason, you're up. Man, do I really have to name four wide receivers before? Oh, no, oh, you just go one. Okay. Okay. So. Just one at a time. So who's your first pick? Okay, I'm going to say Amari Cooper. Yes, Amari Cooper. All right, do I pass the mic then, and then it's their turn? Or yeah, yeah so Brock's next. Uh, Keenan Allen. Yep, Keenan Allen. Chris Godwin. He's the number one wide receiver oh, right sorry. now. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin, yes. Jason. And then I'm going to say Dalvin Cook. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know if he was drafting the first. Derrick Henry. Yes, sir. Let's make this five to make it interesting. There's 16 total players. <laughs> I'm already struggling, but let's say uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Second RB drafted, and he's number one right now. Um, I'm struggling right now to come up with names. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um... Man, Ooh, uh, Mark Ingram. I I just had I to come up. Did you really? Yes, sir. <laughs> eh. 
All right. No, you didn't say Mark Ingram. You said Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah. he wasn't drafted in the first four, four rounds, was though. He, was he? Fifth? No? Yeah, Mark Ingram was. What round was he drafted in? He was uh, the 22nd RB off the board. Well, what round was he in? I think he was the He was in the fifth, fifth round. That's wrong. Yeah, top five rounds. Oh, I thought you said five. four. No, he changed it. Oh, top five. Uh, you got to listen to the rules. I guess that's about I never changed it. I said top five from the start. Uh, then I'm going to go Tyler Lockett. Yes, sir. Dalvin Cook. And the way you said Dalvin Cook. Who did? I yeah, did. you. S- oh, no. Does that mean I'm out? <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, it's all right. Okay, I just. Okay, go ahead. Dang it. On, okay, dude. um. This is. I know he hasn't done good this season, but I'm going to say Alvin Kamara. I know he's not done up to his number. So Alvin Kamara was drafted third overall. He is currently sixth overall. So no. Aaron Jones. Yes, sir. So Brock is at four. Jason's at three. Drew's at two. Uh, oh, dang, I had it. And this is average points per game. Average points per uh, Austin Eckler. First five rounds. I know. I, I only said his name to buy myself rounds. time. All right. So we skip Drew now. All right. So I got this one. It is um, Nick Chubb. Yes, sir. All right. And for the win. Number four running back. For the win. Yeah. Carry on Johnson. And, ah! No, 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 no. I don't have him. Um, Carry on Johnson. 16th running back off the board. He's currently at 22. Oh, oh I have my next pick. If you make it, yeah. if it gets to you, yeah. Uh, if it if it gets to me, <laughs> I'll say. Uh, oh, Tyler Lockett. <laughs> no, nope, already. Did you really? <laughs> 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 All right, I'm gonna say Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette was drafted number ten overall. He is currently at eleven. God dang it! No. <laughs> All right, for the win, Philip Lindsay. There's no way. Yes, sir. Yeah, you can have that. Uh. Currently number 17 on the year. What about, did anybody say Elliot yet? Huh. Elliot, he was drafted fourth overall for running backs. He's currently at nine. So the guys that you guys did not pick was uh, Josh Jacobs, surprisingly. He was drafted 19th overall. He's currently at 19. And then we have Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, and Kenny Galladay. Hey. Kenny Galladay, huh? He's been good. Yeah, Kenny yeah. Galladay's been a stud. But uh cool. Thanks for the game, Daniel. That was awesome. That's no problem. We need you to we need you to bring some more uh, statistical based games like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, cuz we only have childish stuff like this or that. Hey. I love the childish stuff too. Childish all day, baby. All right. Well, hey, we're going to end it there. Uh Daniel, thanks again for for stopping by and calling in. We appreciate you, buddy. Absolutely. It was a ton of fun. Thanks for having me. All right. And for Brock and Jason, myself, we're uh, signing off here. Good night, y'all. Good night, boys.